0: Hello and welcome to the 1,116 new members of the Curiosity Tribe who have joined us since Friday. Join the 68,953 others who are receiving high-signal, curiosity-inducing content every single week. Today's newsletter is brought to you by Trends. Trends is my personal cheat code for generating new business and content ideas. It's a premium newsletter from The Hustle that deconstructs the secret sauce of interesting businesses, side hustles, and emerging opportunities, and gives you the playback to pounce on them. Even better, membership provides instant access to an exclusive community of 15,000-plus entrepreneurs who are building the future. I learn something new from every single issue. It has become a core part of my content and learning engine, a true must-read. I can't recommend it highly enough. Use my link in the newsletter to join. No commitment, no catch, cancel anytime. You can try Trends for $1 today by using the link in the newsletter. Now, on to today's piece. How to retain what you learn. A science-based framework for retaining more of what you learn. Learning is a meta-skill. Arguably the most important meta-skill. School taught us many things, but unfortunately, how to learn was not one of them. Learning is how we adapt to our changing environments, circumstances, and situations. Learning allows us to create new maps and edit old ones in order to navigate the dynamic, highly complex world with confidence. Growth is fundamentally driven by the long-term accumulation and compounding of usable learning. We accumulate and compound this learning through consumption and retention. Consumption is the inputs, what comes in. Retention is what remains after any leakage. Imagine your brain like a bathtub. The faucet is the entrance. The drain is the exit. Everything you research and consume flows in through the faucet. Everything you forget flows out through the drain. I've written a lot about the faucet in the past, the Feynman technique, the new way to learn, most recently, but I've never talked about the drain. Let's fix that today. Let's talk about learning retention. Learning from the Matrix. I love the Matrix. It's not just sci-fi. There's a lot we can draw from it about learning and retention. Bear with me. In one of the early scenes of the first film, Keanu Reeves's character, Neo, is plugged into the system and has a program uploaded into his brain. He has a moment of shocked revelation where he looks up and says, I know Kung Fu. He proceeds to demonstrate his new mastery in a virtual sparring room. Most importantly, Neo never forgets this new skill. To be sure, this isn't that crazy an idea. Our brains are just software. When we learn, we're updating that software. But in the real world, though, our software is flawed and buggy. We forget important things or overwrite old data all the time. Our best bet? Develop a strategy for retention that is grounded in science. An approach to retention that is as integrated and comprehensive as our approach to learning. We may not become Neo but we can become more Neo-like. The Retention Framework Here's a tactical framework for improving your retention. The retention framework I use involves five steps. Inspired consumption, unstructured note-taking, consolidation, analogize, and idea exercise. The structure is sequential, but its practice is often dynamic and iterative. Let's walk through each of the steps. Step one, inspired consumption. Retention starts with consumption. I bucket consumption into two types. Forced, that's compelled either internally or externally, or inspired, driven entirely by your internal inspirations. If you've ever been in school, you know what forced consumption looks like. Forced consumption is the book you've been told to read, despite the topic being of zero interest to you. It's the foundation of much of the traditional education system, yet another reason why so many of us are bad at learning retention. Inspired consumption is when you feel genuinely pulled to consume, when you enjoy the consumption process. It requires the willingness to put ego aside and quit more books or content when that genuine inspiration fades. Inspired consumption is important for retention for two key reasons. One, inspiration is a precursor to flow more flow state, more retention. And two, inspiration fuels engagement. Engage with the content, retain the content. Inspired consumption is the foundation of retention. Step two, unstructured note-taking. When you start consuming, you should have a note-taking system in front of you. As a note, I use Notion for my note-taking, but there are probably 10 other options out there and I'm actually currently evaluating Obsidian as another option for more networked notes. The old-fashioned way, pen and paper, works too, with the caveat that searchable notes are ideal in my opinion. On the first pass through the material, keep your notes as unstructured and free-flowing as possible. What to take note of? Foundation-building ideas, novel insights, things that make you go hmm or wow, connections you identified to other topics, questions or confusion, strong reactions you had to new information. Remember, the first pass of notes is intended to be unstructured. The simple act of writing helps ideas stick. Step three, consolidation. Zoom out and review your unstructured notes. What are the most interesting novel insights or ideas? What are the most confusing? Consolidation is where you re-consume content with a specific focus on building structure around your notes in these particular areas. If unstructured note-taking created a bunch of dots, consolidation is where you start connecting them. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you should start to form a more refined picture as you reconsume the content for this purpose. Consolidation is when knowledge begins to stick. Step four, analogize. Analogizing is the most effective and least well-known retention tool. This is where you take your newly learned information and place it within your broader mental maps. You make clear comparisons and connections between newly learned and existing information. Here's a real example from my writing to illustrate how this works. I did a bunch of research on Morris Chang and Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company for a piece. During my consolidation, it struck me that TSMC's novel pure-play chip manufacturer model had enabled independent chip designers to start their own companies. As I started the process of analogizing, I searched for a connection point, something to tie this newly learned information to some existing information in my brain. Then it hit me. This looked very similar to what Shopify had done in creating infrastructure that enabled independent players to sell online. I had created context for the new learning within my broader mental map. It would stick. As a note, incidentally, this came full circle about one year later when I interviewed Harley Finkelstein, the president of Shopify, for an upcoming episode of Where It Happens. I was able to talk about this connection with him and get his perspectives on the analogy. Damn, I really love my job. Step five, idea exercise. Think of the new idea as a muscle. If left on its own, it will atrophy. You have to exercise it, early and often. How? Here are a few ideas. Bring it up in conversations. Talk about it with a friend. Try to teach it to someone. Spaced repetition. If you exercise the idea, it will stick and grow. Spaced repetition is the most formal and powerful idea exercise method, so let's do a deeper dive into it. Spaced repetition the history, and science. Spaced repetition is a scientifically proven method for enhanced retention. It's a method in which information is consumed at increasing intervals until it's committed to long-term memory. It leverages cognitive science, the way our brains work to convert short-term to long-term memory, to help you retain newly consumed information. The science behind it is fascinating. Hermann Ebbinghaus, a German psychologist, was the first to identify its effect on retention. In 1885, he published Memory, a Contribution to Experimental Psychology, which became a groundbreaking work for the field. In this work, Ebbinghaus discussed his most famous finding, the Ebbinghaus Forgetting Curve, EFC for short. The EFC maps the exponential loss of newly learned information. It's sharp in the first 20 minutes significant through an hour, and then levels off after a day. Ebbinghaus observed that each time the newly learned information was reviewed, the EFC was essentially reset at the starting point, but with a slower decay curve. This is important. Spaced repetition had the effect of flattening the memory retention decay curve. Understanding the science is helpful, but you need to put spaced repetition into action to adapt its use case for your purposes. Spaced repetition. Putting it into action. Here's how it works. Let's say you're trying to learn some facts about Apple. Its history, business, segments, financial performance, etc. If this was for a college exam, you'd probably do this the old-fashioned way. Down some espresso, cram it into your mind, and hope you remember it for the test the next day. But you're not in college anymore. You want this learning for life, not for some one-off exam. You want this to stick. So instead of the old way, you go with the new way, spaced repetition. You first consume the new information at 8 a.m. Then you start repetitions where you recite back learnings and fill gaps. Repetition 1, 9 a.m., one hour later. Repetition 2, 12 p.m., three hours later. Repetition 3, 6 p.m. 6 hours later, repetition 4, 6 a.m., 12 hours later, and so on at increasing intervals. Why does this work? In simple terms, you can think of your brain as a muscle. Each repetition is a flex of that muscle. By steadily increasing the intervals, you're pushing the muscle with steadily more challenging loads. You're forcing the retention muscle to grow. I plug it directly into my retention framework as part of idea exercise. I think this is where spaced repetition fits in most effectively. Conclusion. It's not enough to simply learn more. You have to retain more of what you learn. So to recap my framework for better retention, step one, inspired consumption, inspired consumption is when you feel genuinely pulled to consume when you enjoy the consumption process. Put ego aside and quit more books or content when that genuine inspiration fades. Step two, unstructured note-taking. Take unstructured notes of novel insights, key ideas, or things that caused a reaction. Step three, consolidation. Zoom out and consolidate your unstructured notes across key themes, insights, or ideas. Step four, analogize. Take your newly learned information and place it within the context of your broader mental maps. Make clear comparisons and connections between newly learned and existing information. And step five, idea exercise. Use spaced repetition and other methods to exercise your new learnings and prevent atrophy. Give this framework a shot and let me know how it works for you. That's all for today's piece. I hope you enjoyed it, I hope you learned something new, and I hope you'll share it with others so that they can get value from it as well. Thank you for listening, and as always, until next time, stay curious, friends.